Life can be real tough. You can either learn from your problems or keep repeating them over and over. What basically happens is your hormones get out of whack because of stress in your life. Your body says, I need more hormones. So your hormones are trying to produce and produce and produce. And it's even more stressful. And this is a wicked cycle. Marie Osmond. Good morning to my fellow journeyman and the grateful gardener. Welcome to day 49, the endocrine system of the healthy hormones. The endocrine system serves as a chemical messenger that influences the way our cells and our, and our organ function. The hormonal balance is vital to our healthy body and mind, and the end goal is the quality of life with your healthy hormones as your foundation. Most of us know that a happy hormone such as serotonin as a mood stabilizer, oxytocin as a love hormone, dopamine as a reward chemical hormones when we meet our goals. And the endorphin is what relieves our physical and our, our emotional pain. What is the function of the endocrine system? It helps regulate the body's internal environment. Endocrine means hormones travel by bloodstream, and it's a lot slower compared to the electrical impulse like the neuron firing in the nervous system. The endocrine is widespread throughout the entire body, and hormones can take days, weeks to deliver or to produce. The hormones have three different categories. These are the peptides, the steroids, and the amines. The peptide hormones are made of a protein and it's water soluble. So they get delivered into a cell by interacting with the receptor sites on the cell surface. The examples are the vasoprin, uh, the antidiuretic hormones, insulin, growth hormones. Steroid hormones are lipid-soluble hormones that goes inside the cells via memory, and these include aldosterone, aldosterone cortisol, progesterone, and testosterone. And the amines. The amines are the amino acid derivative that goes into the membrane gateway into the cells. And these can be epinephrine and norepinephrine and their T3 and T4. So how does it regulate for secretion? The hormones tells the other hormones, hey, turn on or turn off. Second, it does it by the humoral that regulates through ions such as calciums or nutrients. And the neural, the third way it regulates is through a neural charge to tell the sites hey it needs a stimulus with this negative or positive feedback that tells okay that's enough hormones or no 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 make more so where is it located in our body where do these hormones are located first it's in the brain 
And in the brain, we have the hypothalamus, which is the control center of all control center of the hormones. Then the pituitary glands, which sits right beneath the hypothalamus. And it's the mastic glands that has two parts, the anterior and the posterior. So the anterior pituitary, which is connect to the hypothalamus by the blood vessel, and it produces TSH, which has an effect on the thyroid to release T3 and T4. And it has LH and FSH, which are the effect of sperm production and the ovarian follicle that releases the egg. And the third thing, and then also the third hormones is it's, it has growth hormones, which tells the muscles how to break fat for energy. It makes more cartilage in the bones. It produces blood glucose and it has insulin effect. The fourth is prolactin, which is released during pregnancy and nursing to make milk. And then the fifth one is ACTH, which stimulates the adrenal cortex to release the aldosterone and cortisol, which happens when what happens to us when we get stressed. It releases ACTH. And the second part is the posterior. So you have the anterior and now you have the posterior pituitary gland, which stores a hormone and it speaks to the hypothalamus by an, a nerve impulse instead of a blood um, vessel. So the posterior pituitary stores the hormones, right? And it stores ADH, and ADH is add the water back into the body is by telling the kidney, hey, you need to absorb water. And it gives us a stimulus that says to tell the kidney, okay, this is the blood pressure, this is the pain, this is the, um, the thickness of the blood. And in the posterior, posterior pituitary also has oxytocin oxytocin right the other happy chemical that we were talking about earlier which stimulates milk production and um, it activates during delivery the other part is also located in the um, our brain is is the pineal gland which produces melatonin which helps us to get enough sleep and getting enough rest and the second part is not located in the brain, but it's located on the neck, and that's called the thyroid. The thyroid, it has a, like a shape of a butterfly around our neck, and it produces T3 and T4. And these are for metabolism, development, tissue growth, and blood pressure. And when they say you have hyperthyroid, that means you have high due to blood pressure and enlarged thyroid or too much iodine. Or you have hypothyroid, that is due to low iodine or deficiency. So parathyroid releases calcitonin. And calcitonin is a um, hormone that regulates a ton of calcium and it helps put the calcium back to the bone. 
Then there's a thymus, and thymus is, is the development of T cells and immature T cells to get the immature T cells to become mature T cells. And what happens with the T cells? T cells goes inside our body to help us fight disease, and that's located near the breastbone. Then we have the pancreas. Pancreas is more like in the near the digestion area, and pancreas is a secretion of insulin and glucagon. Glucagon, and this is like a big deal for people with diabetes. So the blood, the pancreas act as a blood sugar regulation, and insulin is secreted when we're eating, and glucagon happens when we're fasting. So when we're eating, insulin is secreted. And it tells the blood sugar to go down. And glucagon gets secreted while we're fasting to say, Hey liver, give more energy and give us what we need to function. The next one is in the adrenal glands. And the adrenal gland sits on top of the kidney. And there are two parts in the adrenal gland. You have the outer part, which is called the cortex, and you have the medulla, which is the inner part. So the outer part of the cortex produces cortisol. And cortisol is what is gets released when we're stressed to say, hey, increase the blood glucose. And what happens to cortisol when it, re it releases, it suppress our immune system very important it suppress our immune system when we release cortisol and then another part of the cortex that it releases is aldosterone and this is to help regulate the fluid in our body and it helps uh, reabsorb the salt because sodium goes wherever water flows right if you have a lot of water flowing then you will have uh, a lot of uh, salts going through and remember all this is relating uh, located by the kidneys and the kidney is the water right it's it's a, a major water system then we come to the medulla the medulla is on the inner part of the adrenal and this is a production of catecholamine or an epinephrine and norepinephrine and these two hormones get released when we are in a fight or a flight of the sympathetic system so these are the two that we like we got to do it we have to do it we must we got it because i'm so stressed so epinephrine and norepinephrine also getting released in the adrenal gland and then the last area is the gonads and the gonads is testes for the males and ovaries for the females and these develop the sex hormone if you need more go back to the reproductive system where i just explain all of it there so too much stress poor diet ill health heavy and hardcore exercises that takes a huge toll on the physical demand which later on puts a toxic overload and these are some of the causes or disruption that causes the imbalance and leveling out the hormones that we need in our body so when our hormones in women are not leveling or balancing it causes moodiness 
weight gain, digestive problems, acne, menstrual regularity, infertility, headaches, insomnia, anxiety, depression, hot flashes, night sweat, foggy thinking, food craving, bone loss, changes in hair and skin, and loss of sex drive. We know that women aren't the only one who is experiencing the hormonal changes as we age. So what do we call it when men go through the male opause? It's called andropause. Andreas in Greek means male. Pause means cessation. So andropause is a male version of menopause. And it means when the syndrome is associated and it declines a feeling of not feeling good or feeling well and because they have low levels of testosterone and this happens in older male or it's called adam a d a m for androgen decline aging in aging males adam is a loss of uh, testicular function or, or men who are going through advanced uh, prostate cancer. So this is when the testosterone level falls as men age and the decline can be from 1% to 2% after the age of 40 and they can undergo through some of the physical and emotional symptoms similar to women who are going through menopause and this is when their gonads which is their sex organs are not producing enough male hormones in the sperm development and here are some of the side effects um, signs that it often shows up in andropause irritability mood swings low tolerance for pain, loss in muscle mass, reduce the ability to exercise, their fat redistribution, and then they start developing man boobs and big gut belly, fatigue, lack of endurance or motivation, um, experience no stamina, erectile dysfunction, no sex drive or activities, and they have a tendency to have an increase of trauma fracture due to low bone density, um, low bone density. And they also having problems in learning, um, memorizing or concentrating. So how do the men or men, how do you improve your testosterone level? Um, lift weights. Limit the alcohol consumption. Eat food that has high zinc, omega-3, vitamin D. Um, take calcium to help the hormone production get enough sleep because testosterone produces a lot during the REM sleep. So when your hormones go crazy, it's called hysteria. And it goes out of whack, it's called manic. So if if it's low or hella slow, it's called pause. Menopause or andropause, it depends on how you want to look at it. So how do we maintain a really great 
loving, healthy, hormonal level or status. One, eat variety of food that makes you feel good. And it should be mother nature made and not from a factory. Share your meals with your friends, your family, and enjoy good food by having gratitude and blessing before the food goes to your tummy. Manage and mitigate your stress, your distress, and your disease. Four, incorporate both pre prebiotics and probiotics into your gut flora. Five, practice really good sleeping hygiene or and habits. Six, do your research and take good vitamins because not all vitamins are created for your highest good. Seven, move your body, dance around the house, do gardening with intense stretching, walk your dog, play with your children as a strength training. Just flow in nature and glow with your body. Eight, hydrate your blood and your brain. Nine, mindfulness for the peacock and creative play for the phoenix. Ten, connect, create intimacy. Eleven, put more fresh herbs and vegetables in your cooking. Twelve, reframe your dialogue to with yourself and with others by being positive, being kind, and being uplifting. And lastly, Balance your sugar, the high, uh, balance your blood sugar and limit high glycemic carbs and alcohol. And your hormones are really, really important for a healthy mind, a healthy attitude, a healthy heart, just healthy overall, okay? So I hope you enjoy it. I wish you all the best and talk to you later. Bye-bye.